Hello, welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where we talk about our current reads, books, book news, book gossip, book drama. Everything in between. Yeah, pretty much like everything. But I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. We're so glad to be back. It's our talkie sode. Our theme this week for our talkie sode is books about friends and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um for November, we were thinking like friends and family because you know that's what most of us do, like for Thanksgiving. So we're gonna do friends first, um, but let's go ahead and do our suck and sweet for the week. Yes. What is your suck this week? My suck. What is it? Mine is I got AirPod Pros for Christmas last year, mm-hmm. and so I got them in December for Christmas. By March. I was, like, at work one day, eating lunch or whatever, listening to the podcast, and it, the left one shocked me. <gasps> what? Like, it hurt. And I was like, oh, and I pulled it out of my ear. And then ever since the shock, it was, like, really rattly. Uh-huh. So, this was right before, like, the world shut down. Yeah. So, I tried to go to the Apple store, like, the weekend before we knew stuff was going to shut down, but Apple was already closed. And I'm like, shit, I need to get my AirPod fixed. So, you know, back in March, we didn't think this would last very long. Yeah. Here we are. It's November. So a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, I should probably call Apple because I bet my mom bought these like on Black Friday and you get like a one year warranty. Yeah. So I called them and told them what happened and they're like, it shocked you? And I'm like, yes, dude, that shit hurt. I had to rip it out of my ear. So they replaced them. Like they sent me a new pair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's my suck because two reasons. The first reason is, yes, they replaced them, but I had to pay for a new pair and then send them back the old pair for them to refund my money since none of their stores are open to where, because, you know, if you can just go in the store, they'll do it right there and you don't have to pay anything. But because they're not open, I had to pay the money. I got it. And I'm like. Yeah, because they can't trust To make sure they get them them back. back. Yes. That's the first thing. The second thing is, um. Apple's all about being green now, da da da. So when Steve got his iPhone 12, it didn't come with a charger or headphones. What? Because they're like, oh, most people just throw these away. Like, uh, no, they don't. Who? I use that shit. Who throws them away? How are you gonna sell a phone with no charger? So it came with a cord, not the box. But the cord, instead of being a regular USB, it's like a USB C. So oh I have God. a ton of boxes because I've had a ton of iPhones. That cord doesn't even fit into any of them. Oh, so in an effort to be more green, they got rid of this. Yet when they mailed me my replacement AirPods, they mailed the left one separate from the right one. Why? Two separate boxes. Why? But they're trying to be greener. I was like, get out of here with that shit. Apple. Why? Is that the dumbest thing you've ever yes. heard? I could, maybe they would say because they could possibly get damaged. We'll package them a better way in one So box. one of my friends, um, her husband works for Apple and she said they do that. Because sometimes people lose one and they'll just order that one. Or if only one of them is messed up, they're already boxed to ship. Like they're already in the cardboard. So they have like a stack of lefts and a stack of rights. So they'll just grab a left. So it's like more efficient. Okay, I get that. But, but that's you're, not greener. But it's not case. greener. And you're you all. Should, okay. If give they, me a freaking charger. <laughs> if they did that, then they should have a stack for left, a stack for right, and a stack With for both. With both. Yes. So Steve's point was like, this is my first iPhone. Like, I don't have a bunch of old chargers yes. and stuff. 
He's like, there should be a program for new iPhone users yes. to get their free charger. Or like an they extra They didn't even charger. give him a dongle to use his own headphones. Oh he was pissed, goodness. dude. Oh, thank God I had all that stuff stockpiled. Really? <laughs> So that's my suck. It's already Um, rough. I know. It's already rough. God, what's your suck? So my suck is Halloween is now officially closed. Over. For another year. Dude, do you realize this episode, oh my God, this episode's coming out on election day. Oh, weird. That's going to be a rough day for a lot of people. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I might be drinking with you later tonight. We'll see. Oh, Lord. We'll see what happens. Oh, it's going to be a wild ride. It's... We'll see. <laughs> Good thoughts for us all. Well, th- yeah, that could be my sweet, is that the election's finally over, because it really brings out the nastiness of some oh, people. Oh, my. And I know they say, you know, that you can get along with everybody despite your differences. No, Mm-mm. some of these people say uh, yeah, I can't. some of the worst things they you do. could ever imagine. You can't stay friends with somebody be around them when they yeah. say some of these things. And then sometimes, like, some people are like, oh, I'll still be your friend, whoever you vote for. But I'm like, no, you're racist, and I don't want to be associated with you any longer. What's your sweet for the week? (laughs) So my sweet for the week is I'm now down 40 pounds, a shirt size, and a pants size since January. Awesome. That is, like, that's an accomplishment. So what have you been doing? Just eating differently, yeah, and moving a little bit more—not yeah. even that much more, just a little bit more. Lacey's gonna get her bike repaired so we can go hit the trails. We're gonna bring our old, our old bike gang back. Yeah, <laughs> me and Lacey used to be little bike demons in our neighborhood. <laughs> it's fun. Um, are your trails here like really hilly or are they flat? No, they're flat. Cause like where we live, it's so many hills. No, they're flat. Hills, maybe. There may be like no, no, they're flat. Tight. I'm down for it. That'll be fun. Maybe one slight hill somewhere eventually. Yeah, that's not bad. No, not at all. Well, this week we're talking about friends. Um, <laughs> when we picked this, we both went to our bookshelves and were like, uh, we couldn't think of any books that were like solely about friendships, but we found many books that have wonderful friendships within them. Yes. So this is your personal list? Yes. Okay, go for it. So, naturally, <laughs> I miss Halloween, but I've got It by okay. Stephen King. That is crazy that you say that because I posted on our Instagram. I was like, hey, you know, anyone, what are some of your favorite books about stories and family? And um, his name is Jeremy James Archer 42. Oh, excuse me. His Instagram name is James Archer 42. I guess his name is Jeremy James. He said It. Yes. And I had never even about that but I was like that is like a friendship story because they they had to be close friends to take him down and And they're all going through this together right that is a really good one Mm -hmm. all right go keep going so of course naturally Harry Potter yes that was on my list too because it's like it's a story of everything that's going on around them with like Voldemort but it's also a story about their relationships with one another not just them but then you get like the backstory of his parents and their friendships because their friends the parents friends are the ones that come help to save the day exactly Mm -hmm. exactly that's a good one i like that one yes 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 we've got divine secrets of the yaya sisterhood by rebecca wells 
Are they friends in that? Aren't they family yes. in that book? No, I thought they might be sisters. They're friends. Okay. They're friends. But they're like sisters because they're so close. Okay. And then we also got The Help by Catherine Stockett. I think I've mentioned that one before. Yes, that is such a good book. Yes, that is definitely a story of friendship and like the relationship that Skeeter makes with with the ladies, the women of the stories yeah. tell- she's telling. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But then it's kind of sad because they like got to be friends on the down low. They yeah, can't be seen out in public yeah, and can't. stuff, and that's really. And sad. I guess some people would probably say that they're not friends. They're really just associates. But they, but they're going can, through you, stuff. You've got to, you got yeah, you got to be friendly on some type of level to yeah. go through those stories and, together. Yes, and to tell your secrets. Deepest, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree. We've also got The Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Oh, how did that? Okay. By I haven't Anne read the book, but I've seen the movie. Bersaros? Have you read the book? I've read one of them. I need okay. to read the others. I thought it was a really cute movie. I really yes. enjoyed it. Um, yeah, at first, I was like, how are all of these chicks going to fit into the same pair of pants? Because Blake Lively right? is very different from the other girls in that movie. But then it explains it's a magical pair. So is that the same as the book? It's like... The same story. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. But then it's like, well, they're all doing their own thing, and then they're like pen pals or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. They send the pants with letters about what happened with the pants and all that. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have any more? No. My my list is pretty short. It's, It's kind of hard to pick books about just friendship alone or just like that had outstanding friendship right. within it. Right. Um, we had another write-in. So let me pull up what she said. I'm going to give a synopsis because I had never heard of this book. It must be this one because she didn't give me an author. Um, she said Conversations with Friends. And the first one that pulled up is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. This is from Goodreads. So this is a synopsis. A sharply intelligent novel about two college students and the strange, unexpected connection they forge with a married couple. Frances is 21 years old, cool-headed, and darkly observant. A college student and aspiring writer, she devotes herself to a life of the mind and to the beautiful and endlessly self-possessed Bobby, her best friend and comrade-in-arms. Lovers at school, the two young women now perform spoken word poetry together in Dublin, where a journalist named Melissa spots their potential. Drawn into Melissa's orbit, Frances is reluctantly impressed by the older woman's sophisticated home and tall, handsome husband. Private property, Frances believes, is a cultural evil. And Nick, a bored actor who never quite lived up to his potential, looks like patriarchy made flesh. But however amusing their flirtation seems at first, gives way to a strange intimacy neither of them expect. There's a, there's a ton more on the synopsis, but I'm going to stop there. Yeah, I think we got it. Uh, it has 3.8 stars. It's not bad at all. On Goodreads, so I add that one to my list. Yeah. Um, she also said the henna artist, but I was also asking about family stories, so I don't know if she meant this one was for friends. And I'm sorry, I don't know if I said her name. Hessa Robinson sent these. So the henna artist, this was actually a Reese. Uh, book club book. Oh. So you know when Reese picks something, yes. it go it blows up. Um, it is one woman's struggle for fulfillment in a society pivoting between the traditional and the modern. The henna artist opens a door into a world 
that is at once lush and fascinating, stark, and cruel. Escaping from an abusive marriage, 17-year-old Lakshmi, I don't know if I'm saying that right, makes her way alone to the vibrant 1950s pink city of Jaipur. There, she becomes the most highly requested henna artist and confidant to the wealthy women of the upper class. This sounds good. I'm going to add this one to my list. I don't, uh, this was a recent pick from Reese because I remember her posting about it. So I bet that is a very good book. Um, the rest that Hessa said, we'll save for our next episode. We'll talk about this later. Um, my personal list, one that came to mind, was also Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. the friendships that are forged and, you know, they really are ride or die. Um, yeah, because they need each other. Another one that popped up. And this is kind of, so I've got a Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty, okay, yeah. um, which she, like, I read another book by her called um, What Alice Forgot, and I feel like those two stories, this may be a trend in all of her books, I just haven't read more, she writes friendships, like, you know, friends that are your family. Mm-hmm. Like, have you read Big Little Lies or watched the show or anything? No, I've watched the show. So, I yeah, mean, these women... Yes, they are literally like sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that they go through and they're the, the things that test your friendships. That's how you know, like, like how strong your friendships really yeah. are. Um, I feel like Colleen Hoover has a really good way, the way she writes her characters. It's like they're your friends, <laughs> but the things <laughs> that they go through. Um, specifically, the, I think it's called... Maybe someday. Have you read that one? No. Um, so it's like a girl named Sydney, and she moves into an apartment, and then she meets this guy named Ridge, who is deaf, but he's a songwriter. I know, <laughs> I know, but she pulls she pulls it off. Conundrum. But like they all, he has this group of friends that they're just like so close knit, and they're like family, and they like they don't have clo- they're not close with their family or they don't have I don't remember the situation and they become each other's family and like even Ridge's ex-fiance is still there and she's part of the group and it's just like I want like a group like that I mean it's hard to do right now because we're in yeah, quarantine but right now, you know yeah. like growing up and watching their show friends I was like yeah. I want a group of people like that you realize in real life it's not really like you that You can't have yeah you can't have that many friends in real right. life cuz nobody has the time I, well, mean, I mean you probably do but it's things happen you have children or you get married or you move away and so like when we lived in Colorado we didn't have our family we also didn't make very many friends because people in Colorado are not very they're not very friendly yeah um but you see like when you become an adult like you know you you and I are still friends and those are the kind of stories there's this other one I want to read by um Kristen Hanna called Firefly Lane I think they're making it into a Netflix show. I meant to read it before this episode, but as you may remember, I've been in a reading slump. Yeah. Um, but it's about two friendships, like through their, they're like childhood best friends and they go through their life. Um, yeah, it sounds really good. I just, I've gotten to the point where I don't want to watch anything from a book. I just don't yeah, want to do it anymore. You get set up to love it or hate mm-hmm. it, and you just, it's not as, as enjoyable. Yeah. It's just. You know, I have a picture in my mind. It's never going to live up to that. Well, I don't want to be involved. Like, if I say I watch the movie first, then I pretty much know what's going to happen in yes. the book and it ruins the book. Or it's like, 
okay, well, the book, the movie was better. Okay, the book was better. And it's like, why do you have to, like... Why do you have to choose? Yeah, so I just got to the point where I just don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch move, book movies any longer. I get it. Although, I am going to watch Rebecca on Netflix. <laughs> have you read that book? No, but I've heard about it's it. It's like a classic, I think. Yeah. I've never read it, I've but, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch Army Hammer. Um, other friend books that come to mind... Yeah, I really couldn't think of any that on my shelf, so but I found hard. some articles, so we'll go through those. Well, I'm like, when you read, like, mystery or romance or something like that, it's not... Right. As a parent, because in a romance, you're going for romance, not friendships. Right. All right, let's take a look at this list. This is... What are the best books about friendship by Abby Martin Greenbaum? This is on dandelionchandelier.com. And she says, why we love reading novels about friendship. What makes books about friendship so great? More than plot and more than beautiful prose. Sometimes it's a dynamic between two people, between a group of people, that compels us to keep reading until the wee hours of the morning, hungry for more. Of course, these books remind us of our own lives, our own friends, and letting us see a reflection of ourselves and our memories within the pages. But part of the pull of these kinds of stories is what they show us that we can't see in our own lives. Fiction gives us the gift of hindsight, a way to pause and look at the trajectory of a friendship in a way we will never be able to do as we are truly experiencing it. Reading about friendship is a way to understand the people we love more clearly and to learn how to treat those platonic cornerstones of our lives with the kind of sacred attention they deserve. So, here are the 15 of the best books we've read about friendship, all of which will make you feel emotions as true as if they were about people you knew in real life. That's another thing, is sometimes I get really connected to yes. characters in and books. and you miss them after yes. oh. Alright, so number one, The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer. Um says meets one of our top criteria when reading about friendship stories that are spread out over a long period of time are maybe the most satisfying of all you get to see how the characters have influenced each other and affected the arcs of each other's lives so this novel is about a group of friends who meet at a camp for the arts is a perfect example of the value in this kind of tale this is an excellent story about fame and disillusionment and it is staged within an unforgettable group of friends have not read it. I actually have a book of hers, but I haven't read it. Meg Wolitzer. I don't think I've read anything of hers. Number two, South of Broad by Pat Conroy. I have not heard of that. Saving Francesca by Milena Marchetta. The Animators by Kayla Ray Whitaker. Dress Codes for Small Towns by Courtney Stevens. So apparently Lazy and I have not read a lot of books. I've <laughs> not. <laughs> A Little Life by Hanya Yanagara. I'm not sure how to say that. Um, It was a great article, but I do not recognize any of these books. I wonder if it's because of those fallen genres that we just don't read. It could be. It could be. Like, you know, just nonfiction or fiction. Yeah. Or maybe they're like... um. Instead of, like, I probably read thrillers, world of romance, mysteries. mysteries. These are probably, like, what would you even call that? Like, 
Just fiction. Fiction. Yeah, they have just the blanket fiction category. Um, so here's another one from lithub.com, my eight favorite books about female friendship. Ooh. And this is by Jacqueline Moores. So this is her list. Let's see. The Burning Girl by Claire Massoud. This sounds like something you would like. A semi-gothic novel about the intense friendship between two pre-teenage girls, Julie and Cassie, best friends since they were small. Um, oh my God, I lost my spot. <laughs> they were two opposites. Julia was quiet and sensitive. Cassie was the mischievous one. When Cassie's home life is upended by the appearance of her mother's new boyfriend moving in, she begins to pull away from Julia and their friendship starts to fall apart. Cassie starts running with a racy, uh, racy crowd and their class differences start to become more apparent. Julie starts to question what happened to their relationship. Maybe I made her feel trapped like she'd outgrown me. It was like I knew her too well. She wanted to try out a new role and didn't want to be reminded that it was fake. Uh, next, A Thousand Splendid mm -hmm. Suns, Swing Time, Sula, Cat's Eye. Um, in the time of butterfly, <laughs> I don't know any of these books. No, oh, I should have read this article Not before. <laughs> but like I said, I don't, I don't think we read those categories that these are falling under. That's crazy to me. That there's a whole other like half of the book world we don't touch yet. That's crazy. Okay, I did read. I tried to read this one. Um, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine by Gail Honeyman. Um, I could not finish it. I did not enjoy it. It was like a book club book for a club I was in. Okay, Little Women. Oh, oh I didn't by Louisa May Alcott. But they're sisters. sisters. Okay. Well, so this is from. So I read their article. Let me quote their name. Goodhousekeeping.com by Megan Sutton. So she says about Little Women. Yeah. Aren't they sisters? Yeah, they're sisters. Okay. Little Women is known for being a must-read tale of sisterhood. While that's true, the story is also about the special friendships joining the four different siblings, Joe, Meg, Amy, and Beth. There's also the matter of Joe's complicated friendship with neighbor Lori, who comes in between the girls. Is that true? I've never read it. Yeah. I could get that. This yeah. came up again. Cat's Eye by Margaret Atwood. She's the one that wrote The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, Atwood's novel is an examination of toxic friendship. Ooh. When visiting her childhood home of Toronto for a retrospective show of her art, Elaine is overwhelmed by her past. She's forced to confront the memories of her once best friend turned tormentor Cordelia, who's impacted her life for 40 years. First of all, Cordelia, have you ever met someone or heard someone that was nice with that name? No. I don't even met somebody with that name. That is a definite villain name. Yeah. Faux shower. My name is Cordelia. Run the other way. Sorry if your name's Cordelia. <laughs> we might not be. We might. <laughs> but we might. It just it. sounds like such a villainous name. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. 11 wonderful books about friendship. Do we know any? <laughs> we'll see. This is offtheshelf.com by Alice Martin. Uh, Three Things About Elsie by Joanna Cannon, Mornings with Rosemary by Libby Page, Passion on Park Avenue by Lauren Lane, 
My Soul Looks Back, a memoir by Jessica Harris. Hank and Jim. Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Okay, that sounds good, actually. That does sound good. My Friend Anna, The True Story of a Fake Heiress. What is this about? I think I saw something I think I on about Netflix this. about a documentary or something. Not all friendships are peaches and cream. In this slide, breathtaking memoir about the dark corners of female friendship. Rachel Deloach Williams recounts her ill-fated friendship with Anna Delvey, who posed for years in New York as a worldly German heiress. After losing more than $62,000 to Anna on a lavish vacation, Rachel begins a lawsuit that will reveal the power of greed and envy while ultimately taking down the woman she thought was her friend. Oh, right. mm. that sounds good. That Let me screenshot that. that. Yeah. <laughs> also, that sounds this Meg Wolitzer book's coming up again. The Interestings, A Thousand Splendid Sons. So, I guess it's safe to say you and I do not... <laughs> Read books we about friendships. We I mean, read books about other things I'm, I'm that kinda, have friendships. Yeah, in I'm kind of interested in that Margaret Atwood book now too. Yes, and also this one, this one about Anna that stole sixty two thousand dollars. That yeah. sounds really good. I feel like I know that name. I feel like there was a documentary on like, Netflix or something about it because. She, yeah, I think I, I think I saw something about it. Let me look it up. Anna Delvey. Okay. Either that or I read a story about it, maybe, but I don't think I read it. I think it was that it was some documentary. Oh, this looks like it was pretty recent because this chick was born in 1991. Yeah, that's why I think it was. So, let's see. Let me just read this from thecut.com by Jessica Pressler. Wow, this is a very long article. Let's just read it from Wikipedia. <laughs> it's just more concise on Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to click on time as a fake heiress. <laughs> After moving to New York City in 2013, Sorokin, so her real name was Anna Sor- Sorokina, she was from Russia. Um, she told new friends and acquaintances that she had 60 million euro trust fund, approximately 82.5 million in 2013 dollars, that she was held in overseas banks and would cover her lavish hotel stays and lifestyle. The story about how her family had acquired the money changed multiple times and included having a father who was a diplomat, an oil executive, or solar panel magnet. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's your first problem is don't change your story. No, you got to keep your story you straight. straight. That's how people know you're lying. Many who knew her as an heiress were told about her attempts to set up an art foundation that was funded by a family trust and her plan to lease the historic church missions house as a multi-purpose studio and event space. Sorokin became known for staying in trendy hotels, eating at James Beard award-winning restaurants, and regularly visiting spas and salons. She would get her friends and traveling companions to pay large amounts, if not the entire amount, for the trips that they took together, claiming that she had checked her wallet with her luggage or guilting the friends into covering the cost when her credit card would be declined. Many others didn't see the red flags when they were asked to pay for things, um, as Sorokin would claim that she had difficulty moving her assets from overseas and would laugh it off as forgetfulness when they would have hound her to pay them back. 
Okay, why is she in jail for that? That's their own dumbass fault. Yeah. Hello. You paid for it. Probably because she got people to, like, donate to this fund that yeah and she probably shit. used it for her own means which would be fraud and yeah but yeah uh don't change your story that's how people no know that's lying. rule number that sounds one. like a good book i'm gonna read that book. Uh, I want to read too, sixty-two thousand yeah. dollars for a trip where the hell are you going i'm sure they flew somewhere and went on a yacht and all kinds of sixty-two thousand dollars imagine how much it that's would be to more a than the majority of an american makes in a year can you imagine if you're going on a vacation that costs that much you need to reevaluate you your imagine? life Beyonce well, they probably, have the money to spend if they're going on a vacation like Beyonce that. probably That means they're taking a private plane and taking a yacht out and having their own chef and all kinds of crap. Oh, my God. That's crazy to me. That is crazy to me, too. But yeah, I could do so much with $62,000. Um, yeah, I could do a lot with it. We would be in England for a month next month, and then we'd come home. Uh-huh. We'd still have, like... That would probably cost dollars. No, that would probably cost you. It's a lot more expensive over there than here. Yeah, but you could still rent. You know, like you could definitely do it. Yes, you could yeah. definitely do it under a budget. You could do anything under a budget, but rich people are not going to do that. Damn, that's pretty smart, though. Maybe I should get some friends like that. Right? Like, oh, where does she find these friends? I, I need wallet. to find some. I lost my wallet. Can you just pay for this? Bill? But where it's does she like find these friends that have this kind of? I need to find some friends like this. It's <laughs> like you have to like infiltrate their elite little circle. So. But where do these circles go? Let's see what her sign was. <laughs> she was obviously probably charismatic. You know what I mean? Where do these circles go? Like, oh, she was, she was an Aquarius. Hmm. Interesting. Aquarians can be charming. Sometimes. Interesting. Could be charming for $62,000. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, so we were talking about books about friends. Um. <laughs> Until we got off on a tangent. So we got off on a tangent. I mean, it's hard to say like our last book, Clown in a Cornfield, because Quinn was new and she'd only known these people for like four days. Yeah. But I'm sure they she was friends with Rust and Cole after all that. Oh, yeah. I bet they you were like bet. lifelong you friends, something like it. that, like bonding. They would have to be. Yeah. After that happens, you're lifelong friends. I don't know. Some people could go either way. They're either lifelong friends or they want nothing to do with that from the past and they completely like disassociate oh, themselves from it, you know? There would be nobody that understood. But it would like also be a reminder every time you look at them, you're like, oh, wow, you're the person that them clowns almost killed me with. Yeah, but who else would understand that the way you are now is That's because true. of that back with the clown? That's very true. Like, if we were in a horrific situation, every time I saw your face, I would probably think about that horrific situation. I would. <laughs> you would think I'd about... i like, you're the only one that knows! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I guess people are different in how they process yeah. grief and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I mean, you could also kind of talk about... These, it's like we always talk about the same books, but Katniss and the relationship she grows with Peta. Yeah. Which is like... A friendship, but then obviously grows into more from that traumatic experience that they went through. Right. Where Gail just growing up was trauma for them. I also, you know, when we first, when I was looking at my bookshelf today, I also stopped on Divergent because when they're going into factions, you know, a lot of them are leaving their families. Yeah. So they're having to make new relationships with yeah. new people and that they don't know. The people in their faction. Yes, yes. Um, like Triss and Four, mm-hmm. they kind of have like a group with them and Dauntless. So that's a good example. What's the dude's name in Divergent that Miles Teller plays? I don't 
They casted him so perfect for yeah, that role. Yeah, he's supposed to be did. like a jerk who kind of like. Yeah, he played it great. He has like a, you know, like a redeeming arc. Yeah. So, yeah, they casted him really well. Perfect. He's so funny. He's oh, such a good I love actor. him. He went from snarky to sweet. So yes. Well. I love him when he's snarky. Um, trying to think. Make sure we don't miss any stuff. Hold on. Let's look on Instagram because. Let's look on Bookstagram. I mean, you could also talk about... Oh, I remembered something we forgot to add into our Clown in the Cornfield episode. Uh-oh. Didn't we ask if anybody had lived next to somewhere creepy before? Oh, my God. We totally forgot to talk about that. How did we forget? I don't know, but I remembered. Okay. So, we actually... Someone responded. I am so sorry. I forgot about that. Oh, I feel so dumb. Okay. So, yeah, I put the prompt on Instagram about, um, because she moves into that factory where that clown looks into her room. So, um, at Cats Revival, K-A-T-Z Revival, and they don't have, like, a name on their profile, so I don't know their real name. I apologize. But they said that I once lived across the street from an abandoned Kraft Mac and Cheese factory. Sometimes, even though it was closed, random factory lights would turn on at night, and the smell of powdered cheese would waft, uh, what was that, waft, W-A-F-T, would waft through the air, yet no one was in the factory. Weird. And I was like, um, that's crazy. So, like, everyone knows Kraft Mac and Cheese is my vice, so if I was, like, smelling that, it would probably be, like, really confusing for me. You'd be like, oh my god, it smells so delicious. I was like, and then I told them, what if that place is haunted by a cheese man? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's write the movie script. <laughs> um, so, I can't believe we forgot to talk about this. Mm-hmm. When Lacey and I were growing up, we literally lived across the street from one of the, across the street and one house to the left was where we were. Yes. So, behind me was an elementary school. But behind Lacey, for the longest time, was a field with, like, a man-made creek. Yes. But then they built, like, a retirement home. Mm-hmm. But after they built it, they, like, no, they like sold it, and no one could afford to open it for a really long really time. Long it was time. empty. Yeah. So sometimes it would be the same shit. Like, lights and stuff were going on. Like, mm-hmm. the fire alarm lights were going off, but yeah. no one was in there because it was an empty building. Right. Um, and the school behind me doesn't sound very scary, but at night when no one's there... Yeah. And there's lights and shit on, and no one's supposed to be there. And, of course, Lacey and I are up there, you know. Messing around. Messing around at night, getting at in the trouble. Playground, and, you know. <laughs> there were some creepy times up there, for there sure. There was also the portable buildings. Oh, yeah. Where it, they were on stilts, so, like, anything underneath. Yeah. Perfect place for a murderer to hide. You know, I don't know how we didn't get hurt so much. Dude, I told Steve we used to, like, ride our, because it was up on a hill. There were a ton of stairs. I'm like, we used to ride our bikes and shit down the stairs and our roller blades. Like, we'd go as fast as we could down that hill across the street to my house and bolted. (laughs) And there was, like, this huge driveway that you could go up to the school that I think they, like, got deliveries for. Yeah. So, like, if you put your bike at the top of that hill, you're going straight down. We used to go down that. But, and the funny thing was, my driveway lined up with that drive, yes. like, directly at the bottom of yes. the hill. So, but you would have to go over, yes. like, cross over our street into so my driveway. So, hopefully no cars were coming. Right. Like, we'd have one of us standing <laughs> on the corner like, you're good! <laughs> one time we found a grocery basket, and we were putting each other in it and pushing each other down that steep-ass drive. Oh, my God. How do we not break bones? Listen, we need a book about our friendship. Right? <laughs> 
I don't know um, how I have no broken bones. I don't know how either. And we also took my dad's video camera and would film. <laughs> we thought we were Johnny Knoxville and we would do stupid stunts. And we were like, hi, this is Johnny Knoxville and this is blah, blah, blah. You're watching Jackass. That was so funny. Wow. The de- those were the days. But even that creek was creepy too. Yes. Like, because it had this huge tunnel, tunnel that like multiple people could walk through. And some of the best teenagers used to. I don't know where it went. And we don't. Yeah, because we never tried. We never tried. Hell no. We tried that a couple steps long. and we were like, nope. We walked right because back Because there out. was like all kinds of spray paint everything down That was tunnel. creepy at night. Oh, I remember we used to play hide and seek. Some of the kids would hide down there. And I'm like, I'm I not going down there. But we did make like those homemade... I guess they were like bombs. It was like vinegar and baking soda, yeah. And then like food coloring. We would throw them down there and watch them explode. I see, we're very bad children. Um, we bad. We just got up to stuff outside. Yeah, we were outside constantly. When they were building that building behind your house, and that um, what was that big? Not a tractor, but like a. Was it a crane? No, not crane. It was like a. I don't know what you call it. It was like a big piece of equipment that you drive, but they left the door unlocked. So we like <laughs> climbed in there. And so I think your brother was going to honk the horn and he was like, y'all get ready to run. <laughs> and he honked it. And it was so loud. And we're like, ah! and we're like running. Cause we don't like, we really thought some cop was going to come up there and like, we're our parents here. Yeah. Like they don't got something better to do. <laughs> like they even care. Oh, the best thing we used to do was, um, in my backyard, my dad had a carp, like a, not a carport in the backyard, but like a. Like an awning for the porch. Yes. So you could climb the tree and get to the awning to get on, to top, get of on top of the roof. So like sometimes we would accidentally shoot our like, what were those things? The Stumbelina. Oh yeah, those fairies. Those fairies that like yeah. you would pull the string and, and it would swing it up in the air. air. Yeah. bitch kept going on the roof. <laughs> and late like. We didn't want to keep asking my dad because he was like, stop doing that. So Lacey and I were like, well, we'll just go get it. So we figured out how to get on the roof. And then my dad comes running out. He's like, I can hear your footsteps up here. And we're like hiding. We're like. Top of the tree. not moving. Like sometimes after that, we would just get on the roof for fun. Like whatever. God, we were dumb kids. That was so much fun. But then we like had a hard time getting down. Yeah. And he was like, you're going to have to figure it out. Well, can't help you now, dumbass. He's like, you got up there. You can figure out your way down. (laughs) We used to climb on top of the (laughs) doghouse. That's where we sat all the time. We got to school. Oh, also, me and Lacey were so bad. Um, Right behind my house was was an elementary school, but there was also a huge parking lot. And people would really utilize that. So, like, the peewee drill teams and stuff would come and practice <laughs> yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. And me and Lacey would heckle them. <laughs> we would, like, sit out there and hide in the doghouse and, like, heckle them. It was so messed up. Your turn sucks! Yeah. You suck! <laughs> you dropped a pom-pom! <laughs> you gotta be better than that! One, two, three, four! <laughs> God, we were bad kids. It's amazing we have not gotten in big trouble. That's amazing we were never arrested. Or, yeah. Arrested, broken bone. We were walking. We weren't brought home in the back of a cop car. I'm really surprised by that one. We, Steve and I were out walking yesterday in our neighborhood, and someone's house got TP'd. 
<laughs> and Steve's like, wow, you haven't seen that in a while. And I was like, yeah, because we were in a toilet paper shortage. But he's like, no, even before then. And I was like, yeah, everyone's got those doorbell cameras now. But then I was thinking back, like, when we used to do that stuff. Yeah. And um, didn't we, like, sneak out one night and took the grocery basket and put it in those same people's yard that we ordered all the pizzas to and, like, wrapped a bunch of toilet paper around it and in there. I think so. Either it was, the, it was either them or it was the neighbor, but it was somewhere down that way. <laughs> we were like, hey, here's a basket. <laughs> Someone told me, I can't remember who it was. I feel like it was my stepdad. That he was out with his friends and they were TPing and he was so drunk. He didn't realize they were doing his own house. And then he was like, oh shit, this is my house. I'm going to have to clean this up tomorrow. Good stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That so funny. funny. Well, I don't have any more friendship story books. Nope. I don't either. So join us next week. We're going to talk about our current book. It's called Anxious People. By Frederick Hoffman. So send us your reviews, thoughts, questions, whatever you want. Book suggestions. Book suggestions. Book suggestions. I can't talk. Suggestions. Whatever you want to send us, we will talk about it and we will read it whatever you guys want we'll let you know the next book but until then bye bye guys little say bye